Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. See, I've got that down now, Rob. My name is Rob, this is Alex. Do you mean your name is Alex, my name is what Rob? What did I say? You said, I'm Rob, this is Alex. <laughs> I was just switching it up. It's a good start. I changed my name, Rob. <laughs> oh, you've reminded me. I've oh. got something really important to give you in a second. Anyway, hello to everybody listening hello. to the podcast. Um, Rob, this is a podcast, isn't it, where we explore strange, funny, unusual, obscure local news stories from across the UK, and we also uh, feature listener-submitted stories from people, other people who live in the UK, and we feature one of those a week in our listener story of the week, which will be at the end of this podcast, and sometimes we do feature stories from around the world. If you are an international listener, and we know we have them, unless you're living in some horribly repressive regime where there are no funny stories around, and you're thinking, funny stories, you know... Um, I'm living under a dictatorship, mate. Unless you live in one of those countries, please feel free to send us an amusing local story. I'm sure even in Pyongyang, something amusing must happen. Although saying that seems distasteful. Anyway, yeah. Rob, before this conversation takes a turn for the dark <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. discerning, and before we start this podcast, do you have any announcements or anything to make? Because I have something very important I want to give you. I haven't, so go ahead. I am. This is this is the best present. I didn't didn't cost me any money, but it is oh, surely. God. The best present anybody has ever given you. And I want you to look after this for the rest of your life, because I love this. This worries me. No, no, no. I want you to close your eyes. Okay, so put my hands out. Put my hands out. Right, hold that. And when I say open, right, Rob, you can now open your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Where did you... So I got this pamphlet through the door from this company (laughs) called Davis & Co., and basically, you know the Keep Calm, Carry On posters? On the front of it is grey. It's got the crown and everything. It says, it just says, keep calm and let Davis handle it, which is, of course, your surname. And on the back, it says, let Team Davis take care of you. But Rob, surely you're going to be putting... Surely you need that up at work. Keep calm and let Davis handle it. Surely, surely in your work, when you meet with your clients, you just turn up and you say, Rob, Rob <laughs> Davis, and you just show them that. I think I might actually... This will be my new Twitter Profile picture it has to be. You could you could scan that and actually make business cards shrunk down. <laughs> and on that note, Brilliant. we've had Rob. No, but do you like that? That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to keep that. We have had our business cards delivered. <sighs> I've been waiting for this. Oh, moment. you haven't seen them in the no, first. No, I can't. Rob wait. and I have always had business cards, but we have updated them. Um, we weren't very good at handing them out last time, and we're trying to think of novel and interesting ways that we can use them. We have had some preliminary ideas. Is there anything you want to announce? No, I, I was about to say I'm going to weigh this weekend, so I'll take a handful. And, and so are we announcing what them. we're doing then? Uh, do we, oh, we can do it if you want. Go yeah. on then. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to place these cards in strategic places. When we say we, we mean Rob. Yeah, me. Uh, we're going to place these in uh, locations across the UK. Uh, well, when I say, you know, basically where, where I'm going to be. Um, and we're going to ask some, uh, get, uh, listeners to um, try and guess where they are in the country. Via an Instagram account. Yes. Because so I, people don't know, but Rob is a very, very talented photographer. That's very kind of you to say. Which people will... Uh, and, and this is going to be a real test for your photography skills, see if you can make pictures of business cards look interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Would you like to see, Rob? I, I can't Close your eyes. Okay. I do, believe, I do believe that these business cards, which took two weeks to come from Vistaprint for 3 99 economy delivery, I'd really like to say they are a fantastic company. I feel, um, and it wasn't and it wasn't traumatic or difficult trying to order these business cards from them at all. At no point did they attempt to rip us off, lie to us about prices, or give us any other misinformation during the whole selling process. No, it was very, it was very um, fair and equitable. Yeah. Uh, no. Here you go. All right. Oh, they're not bad. <laughs> so, I mean, they're definitely a step up from the old ones. But don't the cards feel better? They're a nicer. They've got a bit much better quality. They have. They have. Aren't they? 
No, they, they do. To be fair, I think you're right because on the cards, listeners, we've got um, little icons. So we've got an icon for Gmail, for Facebook, for Twitter. And we should have included the good. iTunes one. And I think you're, yeah, possibly. And well, I, but I do think you're right. I think the logo needs to be bigger. <laughs> but for the time being, for the time they being. They look quite smart, though. They do look smart. So, local anesthetic podcast, strange and funny stories. So, strange and funny local news stories from across the UK and occasionally the world. And we can be found at lapodcast.net, at gmail.com, facebook.com, forward slash lapodcast, and at lapodcast on Twitter. Well, that's so that I can, done. <laughs> I, can, I can use that to, uh, you know, when I'm doing the podcast. Just like to say, listeners, if you'd be willing to distribute these as well, we would be willing to send them out to you. So, what were we saying? That any, any, any listener... Because... What we'd like people to do is leave them in toilets, trains, that kind of thing. So Literally any listener anywhere. wants them, you email us and we will send you out like 10, 20 cards and you just leave them around places. Is yeah. that what we're saying? So all you need to send, do is send us your address and we will post that. We, we, we will cover the cost of the postage. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you can distribute them to your local area, then... Telephone boxes, etc. Yeah. Rob, are you, with the Instagram account, is, is there an idea that in the future you will move to listeners being able to submit their own pictures of the business cards in where they live. Absolutely, yeah. And I would welcome that. Good, but we so, have to get this off the ground first. Well, I have to set up the account first and work out how I can switch between the two Instagram accounts because I don't think it's easy. I think I have to log out of one to log into the other. And that could be an arsehole. Hmm. All right, good luck with that. Thanks. Right. Rob, I just want to start off with a brief update. It's not actually a particularly funny story. It's just Rob really did take a keen interest in the story about a couple of months ago about the New Cross Sex Cinema. Oh, Brilliant. Um, and Mark Chandler, who is the man, if anybody doesn't know, he did a story about a sex cinema in New Cross, which was literally that. It was a, 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 it was in an old disbanded printing shop, which they turned into a cinema. And down below decks, as it were, downstairs, punters were having sex with each other in front of porn movies. Uh, and Mark Chandler duly went on to investigate, being the investigative journalist that he is, uh, and was sat there amongst people just wanking, basically. Um, they were then shut down. But, Rob, 28th of April, a sex cinema in New Cross where people pleasure one another as explicit movies play has finally submitted its licence application to Lewisham Council. Fantastic. Uh, can I just ask, is it as a private members club? Excuse the pun. I'm not sure, but I would, I've got a few ideas for episode titles this week. And what about right. pleasuring one another as explicit movies play? That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, Club 487 has applied for... So that's what they're calling themselves. Why? 487. 487, 12, 7, 19. Can't think of anything's never going to that. No. But uh, 487 has applied for a licence to show films from 10am to 10pm. So who's turning up to watch porn at 10am, Rob? In a cinema setting. Alex, let's be honest. It's the same people turn into betting shops and, and pubs that open for breakfast. Right. There will be those people. The vulnerable, basically. Yeah. Um, the vulnerable, unemployed, and then probably retired. Monday to Saturday. That's going to be there. So the vulnerable, the poor, the, yeah. the vulnerable, the unemployed, and... The deprived. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is fitting in the week leading up to the election. Absolutely. To Saturday and from 12pm to 9pm on Sundays... Rob, can I just say, do you realise that next week, when we record this podcast, we're going to have a different government in place? Am I right? No, not quite yet. We're going to be right before the... Right we'll, be, before. we'll be on the cusp of what could potentially be a new era. Right, yeah. Hopefully. Anyway, but despite the seedy activities New Shopper witnessed on a recent visit there, the club has not applied for a more expensive and harder to obtain sex establishment licence. Um, a more expensive and harder to obtain sex establishment licence? All <laughs> right, because we're like harder in it. Anyway, I, I just wanted to update you. Lovely, thank um, you. And the manager is called Peter Jones, and he again says it's a sex cinema. 
It's not a sex cinema, it's a private member's club. And I don't know if he is the Peter Jones, either affiliated with Dragon's Den or the John Lewis partnership. One of the two, I'm not sure. I'd love to see what their membership criteria are, because I can't imagine it's going to be that that exclusive. Well, I think if, I if you're willing won't. to pay... The, yeah, possibly, uh, yeah. The, ...the three quid or whatever it takes to get in. Rob, I wanted to read you a political story now. Okay. Um, because I loved this story, and I haven't seen it reported in the mainstream press, so I really hope you haven't heard about it. Have you heard recently about a story about... UKIP leader Nigel Farage. I didn't see this reported anywhere else apart from in the new shopper. And not as far as I'm aware. Oh, good, because it's very short and it's a fucking classic. Right. Right. I'm not going to read out the headline because I want to spoil it. Mark Chandler again, deputy news editor, 27th of April 2015. UKIP leader Nigel Farage claims the fact black people at a Catford petrol station took selfies with him shows the party is only considered racist by white middle class people. <laughs> Now, <laughs> Catford is an area very near me that has a large black population. So he's doing the classic thing of saying, you know, how can I be racist? I like Chinese food. So he's saying that because black people stop him and ask him to take selfie pictures with them, therefore the party isn't racist. Those two things aren't connected, Rob. No. Because they could be racist and, the, and we don't know the motivation behind these people asking for pictures. Maybe it was ironic, the fact that they managed to get a UK leader to be taking a picture with them. We don't know that. So, Rob, I, I really wish this story was being reported mainstream. I, I'm gonna, there's going to be two cents in this, which may be going to cause you to cry. So, in his attempt to not dig a hole, this is what he says. Mr Farage told the Daily Mail, I stopped this morning to get some newspapers in a petrol station in Catford. Everybody was black, getting petrol, buying newspapers. Come with me to a black part of South London... A black oh part of South London. Walk down the street and you will find black... Rob, I, I've got to prepare for this sentence. This is my favourite favorite sentence of the year. You ready? Okay. It's a man claiming he's not racist. But I think this is the only time I've ever actually thought maybe he is <laughs> genuinely. Right? Yeah. Ready? Come with me to a black part of South London. Walk down the street and you'll find people going, Hey man, good to see you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now... My challenge to Nigel Farage is, if he'd been talking about anybody else other than black, would he have included the word man in there? Hey, man, good to see you. Because that's what black people say. They all say man, Rob. Did that's you not how, know no, That's how they greet themselves, yeah. Just, just people of their own race, no one else. Rob, isn't that unbelievable? No, it's you. That, to me, was a... No, no, Rob, I've not read a story like this about Nigel Farage. No, no possibly not. This is, like, from the day to day. Mr Farage asked you if he said he felt awkward because of the lack of English people... Uh, English spoken on a southeastern train through Hither Green went on to say there was no evidence whatsoever to support claims his party is racist. Apart from all the you know the, the members and the councillors that he's had to dismiss because of racist and homophobic comments. I stopped this morning to get some newspapers in the petrol station in Catford. Everybody was black, <laughs> and the black area of London, you know, no, because that's mean- what Cat- Catford's known for. Well, it is, but even so, I don't believe in number one that everyone was black. And it's just, why are you pointing it out? Why are you saying this? That doesn't prove. What does that prove anything about you? So they recognised you, so they wanted pictures, and they went, hey, man, <laughs> this proves you're not racist. No, but what it proves is you have a stereotypical image of black people, yep. which is that they live in Catford, yep. congregate at petrol stations, and say, hey, man. That's my point. Comments. Uh, does he think they all dress like Huggy Bear as well? <laughs> That's a cookster. Fair point. Um, Jane67 says, You keep aren't racist at all. They're speaking what, what people are thinking. British people, not white, British. True bits want immigration sorted, whether they're black, white, Asian, 
Proper British people who care about our way of life are not racist, just realistic. That's why he's popular, getting our pals back from Germany. We fought two wars to stop that happening. You keep getting my vote for sure. So there you go, Rob. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, You seem genuinely despairing now. I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, well, but good luck to him. At least he's managed to do his best to prove he's not racist. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Rob, my last story, which is a short one. Last short one here. Um, I just found this odd. It's from the Bournemouth Echo, Daily Echo, 28th of April. Meet Peggy, the miracle chicken, who survived a stroke and a fox attack and even laid an egg afterwards. Aww. So this is our good news animal story of the week, which we don't is not a regular feature. Yeah, not at all, no. 28th of April, Jade Grasby. Okay. So Rob, you know how I always find there's something to be something slightly amusing about kind of animals having quite complex medical procedures or medical things. You know, you know dog had, yeah. No, you know when we had the story about the dog who had cancer? I find there's something obscure about it because it's something I associate with human activity. And of I know course. dogs... But, you know, going to chemotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> right? okay, being cared for by a Miller nurse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A plucky chicken has made a miracle recovery after a fox attack left it with severe injuries. Owner Katie Parker Smith from Brankson said she didn't. Parker Smith. Yeah, said she didn't. Don't judge, Rob. Oh, said she didn't expect Peggy the Silky Chicken. What sounds like a ba- Peggy the Silky Chicken? That's a good episode. Yeah, to survive after a fox attacked her, ripping the skin from her neck and shoulder. I, I'm sorry, I, I know people get attached to chickens, but it's a chicken. Yeah, it was horrible. She said it had dragged her in her metal crate two meters across the garden and had caught her by her feathers, oh. tearing her skin off. Oh. There were feathers everywhere. Yeah. After chasing the fox away, I scooped Peggy up and took her straight to the vet. She was still alive and her head was up and she was trying to flap her wings a bit, but I thought she would probably have to be put to sleep. After bringing her into poor old veterinary surgery, Miss Parker Smith said she was surprised to see Peggy staying calm, despite her ordeal. See, I didn't know that chicken had that range of emotions. No, I think it... I thought chickens were fairly unintelligent animals. I'm not sure chickens have emotions full stop. I'm not sure chickens have emotions full stop. Hmm. I like that. I just like that as a phrase. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good album name, I think. Yeah, definitely. Very obscure. Yeah. I thought she'd die of shock, but after leaving her for a few hours, she continued to show this strength. She even laid an egg. <laughs> so she just nearly died. I think the egg was laid out of anxiety, I'll be honest. I'm not sure I can engage with this story, Alex. <laughs> I thought, I'm not sure I can, I can sympathise with this chicken. But babe, what I like to say is <laughs> she had a stroke last year. <laughs> this chicken isn't, isn't meant to live. <laughs> Can a chicken have a stroke? I guess it can. It's just, I don't know. It's just... Oh, if you think about the Simpsons' stroke... Why would you keep you it alive? You can't imagine that one side of the chicken's face has dropped. And I can't imagine that's... Why would, it, why would, you, keep a, why would you keep a stroke-stricken chicken alive? Maybe it was her only friend, Alex. She had a stroke last year and survived that, but I didn't expect to survive this operation too. Afterwards, she was bright and alert and laid another egg. How do you tell if a chicken's had a stroke? Afterwards, she was bright and alert and laid another there's a, egg. There's a, there's a, uh, what? a philosophical chicken. How do you tell uh, a philosophical question? How do you tell if, if a chicken's had a stroke? Vet Henry so Fielder like said most people would have put Peggy to sleep in her state. Yeah, she had neck. a terribly wounded neck and had suffered a loss of tissue between her beak and shoulders. The skin had been lifted off and stretched back and there was muscle damage in places, he said. However, not long after, she was brought in and laid an egg. They keep going on about that, which showed me she obviously had the will to live. I reckon he was just in the middle of the operation. The egg popped out and he just threw it against the wall. <laughs> you know, just to get it out of his way. Get out of there! I, I don't think that's the case. I think she laid this egg as a, as a sign that her life was over but a new life could begin. Yeah. Yeah, nice, Rob. Yeah. So we operated on her that evening and she went under anaesthetic very nicely. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's a chicken. <laughs> General anaesthetic, not localised, I assume. Mm. 
uh, local anesthetic plug. She had 36 stitches in total. <laughs> yeah, pl- plug the podcast on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Her left shoulder was in a terrible state. It was ripped out, but we repaired it and pulled the skin back into place. Sounds oh, like a hatchet job. Um, Miss Parks missed that she was very grateful to the vet. They're very skilled at what they do. It's a miracle she's still alive. She's a very special and spirited little chicken, and she's we love her very much. Chicken! Describe. It's just a very mangy black chicken. <laughs> a very mangy black chicken. <laughs> Good episode title. Comments. Jam 1972 says, another compelling story by The Echo. Yeah, absolutely. Dorset Stuff says, slow news day, dot, dot, dot. Not a moronic thug says, is this what passes for news nowadays? Fox attacks chicken. Else, Meanwhile, elsewhere, cat chases mouse and dog barks. Nice. Yeah, woof, woof. Absolutely. Rob, story, go. Nice. Um, Never said that before. First time on the podcast. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It's like ready, steady, go. Rob, story, go. It doesn't really work. Let's move on. It's like when I, I've always been tempted to pick up the phone where it's going, Davis. Or oh, just, have you? Same here. Yeah. No, I haven't, yeah. I I've always that. loved that in movies. I always wanted to be that guy who could just go, um, shoot. Yeah, always go, or, or, talk to me. No, but, but, why, but why in films do you not think that sounds like socially inept? Yeah, it's a good point. This isn't really a conversation for the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, don't switch off. Don't change channels. Rob, what's your story, mate? Right. I've got a short story. Before I do that, I've got a headline for you because I think it's got an episode title in it. Okay. So some of the, the, some of the, uh, the Swindon advertiser. So headline, no story. Yeah. Ex-Swindon councillor in hot water over Adver Column branding rural residents... Chinless fox hunters, straw-sucking yokels and whining farmers. Rob, why aren't you reading out this story? It's not very good. Right, sorry, you're going to have to read that headline very slowly because not only was it incredibly long and had an incredible amount of words, but okay. there were about six episode titles in there. So what was it? So ex-Swindon councillor. Ex-Swindon councillor. In hot water. In hot water. Over Adver column. Advert? Adver, as in the Swindon Adver. In, in hot water over Adver column. Branding rural residents. Branding rural residents. Chinless fox hunters. So this is the episode title yeah. from here. Chinless, Chinless fox, fox hunters. hunters straw sucking yokels. Straw sucking yokels. And whining farmers. <laughs> and whining farmers. That's a very good episode title. Yeah, Unfortunately, I've got some competing ones, but I like it. Okay. And uh, move on to my, my actual story. This is from. I still don't understand how that story wasn't good. Well, it was. It was commented made years ago, basically, and then uh, they basically have come back. And to basically, buy the it. headline, the headline fifth, all the funny shit. Yeah, effectively. My short story is from the Australian Journal. Uh, the journalist is by uh, Jamie Wiseman. A headline. 91-year-old man collides with five cars and a house in Minchin Hamilton. Uh, 91-year-old collides... Colli- what, himself collides? Yeah, I think with he was five, With five... Yeah, I was in the car at the time. I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, five houses and... Five a, cars and a house. Five... Right. I need to know this story immediately. A 91-year-old man was lucky to avoid serious injury when he crashed into five cars and a house at the weekend. <laughs> five cars and a house? Sounds like a sitcom or something. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like a life of privilege. Five cars and a house. Oh, no, no. I didn't mean that. I just meant like two pints and I'll get a packet of crisps. Obviously, you uh, Gloucester Police said the incident took place in Well Hill in Minchin Hampton at 1pm on Saturday afternoon. The elderly, the elderly man who lives in Stroud crashed his black... Audi A4 into five cars. That's yell. Uh, black Audi A4, so he's doing all right then. Yeah, I think so. Nice yeah. car. Um, into five cars, a signpost, and then into the wall of a house. <laughs> they didn't mention the signpost in the headline. Why don't signposts count? Well, I mean... Should be. Five cars, a signpost, and a house, which is an even better name for a sitcom. <laughs> uh, police and ambulance attended the scene, but there are no serious injuries. Uh, the other vehicles involved in the collision included an Audi TT, a blue BMW, 
Oh, this is in a good area, Rob. Okay, is yeah. it an Audi TT? A blue Min- Yeah. Oh, but it goes downhill after this. Uh, uh, I love that. Is this the graduation theory of cars? <laughs> it actually is. So an Audi TT, a blue BMW, a Renault Kangoo, uh, a Citroen C1 and a Peugeot 106. Yeah, it's gone right down. <laughs> this is it. Was, was it targeted? Um, possibly. He was, like, he was like a pinball, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, this, when this they is... collided, do you mean, were they moving? Uh, were they well, parked? If you look at the picture, no, I think they were parked. Because I think what it oh, is... Oh, please let me see the picture. There's a, right. So, I mean, looking at it, I'm surprised he wasn't seriously injured. Oh, right, when you think like, he properly ploughed into them. I think what he'd done, because I, I know Mitchell what, quite yeah. well, and the streets are quite narrow because of old stone houses. So had he just been clipping them all the way? I think what happened is he clipped one, and, uh, as you said, like a pinball, just started bouncing, ricocheting along the street, just knocking cars away. <laughs> Which is a lovely image. <laughs> Going, um, oh, booger. Uh, <laughs> there's a bit of, uh, there's a bit of, sorry, there's a few comments. Uh, Big Boy 22 says, that's an impressive bit of driving. Uh, KJag23 says that's the problem we have all these houses built inches away from the road Minch's hell to drive around as a Minch and Hampton can I just ask Robert isn't there something for, I'm, not, I'm not being anti-elderly at all because I, I do care deeply about the elderly we're all going to be elderly one day and I think the way we treat the elderly in this society is nothing short of a disgrace and I yeah. genuinely mean that but shouldn't there be some re-evaluation I don't know if there is of your driving ability once you get to a certain age because not all elderly people are compass mentis and not all no. elderly people are fit to drive. And also what, what Isn't I, there a is there a re-evaluation I don't think there is at the moment is there? No I don't think there is I don't think there is but I, I do I think also given the fact that he was a 90 year old driving, uh, driving quite a powerful saloon car and managed to as he said managed to damage five cars a signpost and a wall to a house. Did he crash through the wall? Uh, it doesn't say. No, I mean, sitting in your living room. That's the picture of him with the wall. Oh, no, it's de- substantial it's, damage. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. What did he say about it? There's no comment. He doesn't remember it. No. <laughs> He's gone back to the home. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob, I've got a story for you that I loved because it was the details. Of course, yeah. There was something about this story I found fascinating and really tickled me. It's by Hattie Collier, who's the quite attractive one. Mm. Uh, 27th of April, and the headline is Chislehurst Man Appeals for Return of Wallet He Lost As He Suffered Massive Heart Attack. So, it's, so this guy, this poor guy was having a heart attack and someone stole his wallet. No, listen to the story. Oh. A Chislehurst man is appealing for the safe... We don't know. A Chislehurst man is appealing for the safe return of his wallet, which went missing after he was taken to hospital suffering a massive heart attack. I love that. You often have that before, I don't Massive. Yeah. I mean, heart attacks on the whole are all quite serious, but I suppose, yeah, no, they do vary in severity. But I want you to hold in mind that it was a massive heart attack. Okay. Paramedics rushed Steve Taylor to King's College Hospital from his home in Imperial Way for major heart surgery. Okay. So very significant. After he dialed 999 in the early hours of March 21st, he claims his wallet, which contained sentimental photographs of his only trip out of the UK. Um, <laughs> can I just... <laughs> yeah, I told you to see us. What? <laughs> he can... <laughs> He went to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> he claims his wallet, which contains sentimental photographs of his How only trip out of the UK. Huh? How old is he? Uh, 49. 49? He's been out of the UK once? Yeah? As I said, he went to the Isle of Wight. Rob, surely sentimental photographs of... Can't be his only. Sentif- sentimental photographs... Of the, trip, uh, of, of, the, the on, of the only trip out of the of UK. Of the sole trip out of the UK. We can work on that. I like it. But, okay, so I need to finish this sentence because it gets better. He claims his wallet, which contains sentimental photographs of his only trip out of the UK, was attached to a loop on his finger before he got onto the ambulance. 
sort of wallet is this? It's on a loop. What, like a ring? So, so this, this rather old man who's only left the UK once carries his wallet around on a, on a loop on his finger so it don't go anywhere. Right. I guess. Okay. Right? Did when it also he, contain like £50,000 or something? I'm not sure. But, you know, he's telling us the sentimental photographs of his only trip out of the UK. We don't know what these photographs are on the wallet, Rob. It's him naked. He has not seen this wallet since, which he says contained £160 in cash, bank cards, a travel pass, and a memory stick of photos of a holiday to Arizona for his friend's wedding. So that's the one trip out of the UK. Can I say, Rob, that £160 in cash, bank cards, a travel pass, and a memory stick of photos of a holiday to Arizona for his friend's wedding yeah, is a good that's episode. That's brilliant. Time. I think that's going to have to be it. The 49-year-old said, I was so worked up, the surgeon said, if you don't calm down, Steve, you're going to die. <laughs> right. Have you noticed what I've noticed? That this is clearly a bullshit story. No. It's not bullshit. So if you don't calm down, Steve, you're going to die. Is it not possible the paramedics took it off his finger? Oh, Rob, I'm thinking of the obvious. Rob, listen to me. If I'm in a situation, right, where I'm experiencing a massive heart attack. Yeah. And major brain, uh, heart surgery. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to possibly care about is whether my wallet is safe which, by his own admission, contains £160 in cash and some wallets of a trip to Arizona. When you're in a state of having a massive heart attack, at that moment you are thinking, I have a likelihood now of dying. Uh, That's true. If somebody said to you at that moment, you can live if you never see your wallet again, (laughs) you would take it. If somebody said to you, you can live, but I'm going to have to take your right arm and your home, you would take it. You would take any bargain whatsoever. What sort of person is experiencing a massive heart attack? He was panicking. The surgeon had to say to him, if you don't calm down, you're going to die because he's going on about his fucking wallet. Alex, but you don't know this wallet. This is like it contains everything he cares about in life. Rob, are you serious? If there's nothing that you, apart, you know, there's nothing you wouldn't barter away to live in that moment. Maybe. Or maybe he wouldn't barter, barter away the memory stick of his friend's <laughs> wedding. Was that his own the memory life? stick, Rob? Yeah, possibly not. <laughs> Or was um, it embarrassing Paul? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point, yeah. But Rob, my point, but do you understand, am I the only one thinking this is extraordinary? I'll take you, would, I'll take you, you wouldn't I'll take care, would you? Well, the only one, like, what I would say is... You're in surgery, they're angry, you're in surgery, stop, stop. I think I've left the oven on. But it doesn't say, no, no, no. <laughs> I think I've left the oven on, Rob. It doesn't Rob. say he's in surgery. Before, listen, listen. The 49-year-old said, I was so worked up, the surgeon said, if you don't calm down, Steve, I was going to die. I did say the surgeon, okay. That's his, whether it's before the surgery or afterwards, what, who cares? You can ring the bank, cancel the bank card. You've just survived a massive heart attack. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Can, you can imagine him with his mates. Oh, but yeah, I fucking lost my wallet, didn't I? That <laughs> He'd be saying, you're lucky to be alive. Yes, but I lost the memory stick. Do you not understand how much that meant to me? For some reason, Rob, you seem to be on his side about it. <laughs> While Arzo was in hospital, he continues, the King's College nurses went above and beyond their duty to try and get the wallet back. But they were... <laughs> not to save his life. <laughs> but this man's an idiot. What's wrong with him? <laughs> right? But they were met by every obstacle. Like? My sister had to pay my taxi fare from the hospital and I've had to replace everything else. Be grateful! <laughs> how much money? I, I can't think there is a price on life. Right, Alex. Let's face it. This man has clearly had quite Mentally a sheltered, well, possibly, but he's obviously had quite a sheltered existence. So maybe, like I said, that wallet is the only thing that really meant anything to him. Maybe life isn't worth living living without this wallet. 
Possibly, Rob. That's a massive speculation. I want to say that I believe they must have said this through gritted teeth. A London Ambulance Service spokesman said, "Ah, We're sorry to hear Mr Taylor has lost his wallet, which we understand contains photos of sentimental value. We've already looked into it, and unfortunately the crew did not find anything left in the ambulance. Um, You know, and... (laughs) Can I just say something? We apologise for saving your life. You know, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're can you have to come back and give us you know, about this wallet? The wallet is made, just anybody wants to know, the wallet is made of black or very dark brown leather. It's from Arizona and has a loop on the back. If he dies... It's from Arizona. That's why it's from Arizona. You didn't say that, did you? That's, that makes all the difference. Rob, if he died and he turned up at the pearly gates, yeah, he would have been welcomed into paradise, right? We're talking bliss. For eternity. Yeah. Uh, whatever your imagination might desire we don't we don't know what paradise might be like but I imagine it would be something of which we cannot contemplate yeah fair okay right you imagine he turns up at the pearly gates if you if, if you're well disposed to believe in that kind of thing he would complain where's my wallet no I think I <laughs> yeah, think he would, he would like, walk up to like, St Peter and say look I appreciate the gesture I know I'm allowed in there but okay. where's my wallet yeah. okay, I need to find my wallet and he's going around do you have any contacts that can find my wallet because yeah. I really need it back and and God says to him you don't need money there's no money here you, you, there's nothing to want for yeah 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 but you don't need bank cards right but what about my USB stick with the memories of Arizona <laughs> here's Arizona oh yeah but you know I want that wallet back this guy is a spanner Rob of the highest order I feel sorry for him Alex Clearly, the fact that he has a, a wallet that has Arizona written on it and then has a memory stick of, of the, this, you know... Rob, just shut up. Do you want to see photo of the man? And then you're going to shut your face. No, because I think I can imagine... Rob, can I just say, I just have realised... Does he look like a sex offender? No, Rob, I've just realised that your theory about him being obsessed with Arizona... Because your whole theory about this is there's something for him about there's Arizona. There's something sentimental that, that he's really And this is to. why I like you, Rob. You're a genius, because I didn't notice that in this story. Now look at the picture. Are you shitting me? I didn't realise. He's Never a fucking me. cowboy. He's wearing a cowboy hat, black sunglasses. It was like sort of Jack oh, Nicholson. I really hope he was like when he went, he was taken to the. To so the, do you think the ambulance? Who was do you think like he's that? sort of Asperger and obsessed with Arizona? I think as, when he went to as, uh, Arizona, that was his spiritual home. He went home. He looks like he's always aspired to be a cowboy. This is not the kind of man who lives in Chislehurst. This is the kind of man who lives on the on the plains. Of Arizona. Can we go there for our campfire, yeah? Okay. Uh, Peter G, 1978, say to him, you've seen the picture, the 80s phone, they want their clothes back. (laughs) And last comment, B Norther says, massive heart attack, really? And he phoned 999 himself. All heart attacks are very, very serious, but massive, one of the most overused phrases in journalism. One of the oh, one of the most overused phrases in journalism, I also liked as an episode title. Very good. Just want to put that out there. Okay, Robert, it's time for our listener story of the week. Following the last story, I've decided... No, you haven't decided. I asked you. I've decided that we're going to go to the plains of Arizona, where the something roll and the... I don't know what the lyrics of that song is. Um, But around us, you see the majestic cactuses and the tumbleweed and... Is it cacti? Uh, it's a singular, isn't it? Cactus and the little lizards and the oh. desert floor and are the Grand Canyon. In, are we in the Grand Canyon? Are we at the bottom of it? Um, yes, we are. That's quite yes. scary. I was trying to work out what that rock formation is, but it's the Grand Canyon. Rob, when we were sleeping last night, 
did you bring in a cactus into the tent and were you kind of like rubbing it against me in the night because it was hard and it was prickly? Yes, I was. Why? Yes. Um, because I needed to get the spines off. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it would help you sleep. Right. Okay. It, I mean, under no circumstances it wasn't the fact that I've been walking around trying to use the bathroom outside and accidentally walk naked into a cactus. It wasn't that. Okay. It wasn't that. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. I was. Just, I mean, I was trying to do you a favour more than anything else. Right. Okay. But I mean, the sun is setting. I mean, and casting beautiful shadows where we're sitting at the moment. Uh, it's getting quite dark because obviously we're in the middle of a canyon. I brought Rob a stir fry biryani for us this week. <laughs> oh, delicious! If anybody has listened, was it last week's episode where we talked uh, about it or the week before? I think it was week before. The stir fried biryani. It's last week. It's last week. Uh, from Iceland. Yeah, the one problem with that is we don't have a microwave. We don't need it cold. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, like, like he did. Um, could you just make sure a bit of wood's been taken out of it before we cook it? Oh, yeah. Because, you yeah. know, I appreciate a bit of nutrients, but even so, that's going to do some harm. But we need like uh, the sound of cicadas now. There must be um, there must be rick- crickets on there, Rob. I think there is. Let's, Let's get some crickets tonight. Okay, we're under uh, the stars. We've forgotten our lighter. Forgotten the paraffin. Keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, uh, um, Amazon jungle. Will that help? No. Uh, cat purring. Rob, there's crickets on there, surely. Uh, or cicadas. Yes, right. W- what's that in the distance? Oh. Ah, there we go. The listeners might be disappointed that there isn't the reassuring crackle of the campfire. Alex, they're not. But we bought a portable heater with a very long extension cord. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really do feel like we're there right now with this sound. Do you? Do you? No, it feels like it was sitting in your kitchen. <laughs> Rob, you've killed it. Oh, sorry, the fourth wall. Um, <laughs> I do, I feel like we could be there right now. I think if I was listening, because I, t- I, I listen to this app at night. Right. Because it helps me sleep. Not the crickets. What do you listen to? What noises do you I, I imagine listen you to... listen to like bears growling. <laughs> or man be... screaming. <laughs> or lesbians having sex. No. No. Um, I listen to Box Fan. What's that? It's a box fan. It's the, have you ever seen the little, little like round fans with like Can a wire mesh? Can you play it to me? Yeah. Do you want to? Okay. Sorry listeners, we're going to divert very slightly. But just to, so you get an idea. Well, get the box fan out. It'll drown out the sound of the crickets just temporarily. Okay. Let me turn that up. So, listeners, Rob listens to this noise while he sleeps. Yeah. Why? I, don't, I find it quite soothing. I mean, it's not as bad as the industrial printer. <laughs> you ever listen to that? <laughs> no. I might leave that playing in the background. <laughs> Just imagine this in, in the world, the wilderness of the local office. <laughs> hey, Rob, you know when I'm like answering work calls, I could put that on in the background. <laughs> Is That's there a, a work office idea. sound? There must be There probably is. With a hubbub of people talking, computer sound, well, people there's, clicking. Um, a minute, there must be computer there's, there's this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could be in a call centre. When my mum calls and, you know, I'm not in a position to speak, I just put that on. Go, mum, I'm in a train station, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, or if you want to force someone to think you're doing some uh, some washing, you put on the, cli- the clothes dryer sound. That's not doesn't sound like any washing machine I've ever heard. That's the way it is. Um, anyway, sounds uh, like a poltergeist. Uh, uh, Alex, Rob, can we have? I a, feel we're getting off track here. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, how about we have actually spent five minutes talking about this? <laughs> how about this? A lovely thunderstorm. No, can I have the crickets. I oh, want the crickets yeah. back. Okay, we're well. in Arizona, you punk. Well, um, Arizona, I'm sure gets uh, 
Gets the occasional thunderstorm. Is, okay. there, is there sound of approaching Native Indians, Native <laughs> Americans? Well, unless you want to make some very racist noises, no, no, you can give it a go. <laughs> anyway, look, our story this week is from Jack in Todmorden. Well said, done, Rob. You spoke right. As he said, he, he was actually... Have we heard from Steve or Kyber? No. No, no. Um, he said he wasn't actually in Todmorden. He was on his way to Manchester. So this is from the Manchester Evening News. Extraneous information, Jack. We don't need that. Either way, thank you for the story. Anyway. The story is by Emma Flanagan. Maybe turn that down just slightly. Is it a bit... T- okay. Just slightly. I'll kill off some crickets. There we go. Yeah. Emma Flanagan. Emma Flanagan. Flanny Flanagan. <laughs> Footballer sacked for having sex with fan dugout at Tameside, <laughs> Tameside Ground thrown out by girlfriend. Now, Rob, it's really fortuitous as you read this story because I heard this headline in the week and I wanted to know more about really? it. Yeah, I heard it on... Um, on the news somewhere and I wanted to hear more about it and I forgot to look it up. Okay. Clitheroe striker Jack Hart was caught in the act on a mobile phone at the Mosley AFC's Steel Park ground in Tameside and he has been sacked from his team. A semi-professional footballer who was caught having sex with a fan in the dugout of the Tameside football ground has gained an overnight Twitter following but his girlfriend is less impressed. Have you got a picture of this or video? Uh, I've got a picture of him. I haven't got the video. Do we have the picture of the act? Uh, no, we've got, we've got him looking slightly disgruntled. That's about it. Where's the video then? Uh, I don't know, Alex. I haven't really... Was it ever published? Uh, well, if it is, it's not, it's not in the article for obvious reasons. Because I, I, mean, I don't know how graphic it is, but... Um, well, because I wanted to know, you know, those sort of details, you know, would have been interesting. Not in terms of watching them copulate, well, yeah. they weren't necessarily copulating, but being, you know, uh, it, it's a dugout. <laughs> yeah. So how did it work? And also for for what I, I'm assuming is probably a non-league side. <laughs> uh, I've certainly I've never never heard of a uh, Clitheroe FC. Um, Clitheroe is an unfortunate name given the sexual nature of this uh, story. I think. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Clitheroe striker Jay Hart was caught in the act on a mobile phone, still in his club T-shirt with tracksuit bottoms around his legs. Uh, the the 24-year-old father of two from Accrington could be heard laughing on the footage. I think if you're laughing during sex, you're probably doing it wrong. He's I laughing. may be wrong. Um, his antics came after his team slumped to a four-one away defeat at the Evo Stick Division. <laughs> Evo Stick Division. That's brilliant. Isn't it? Evo Stick Division One North rivals. Mostly. Evo Stick. Is that a glue? It must be. It must be. Is it less some sort Have of. Have you sex got safe? that picture of him looking disgruntled? Uh, it's been cropped. Yeah, but that's the one. Um, at the Steel Park Ground in Tameside. Well, he's got quite a gut on him. He has. Yeah. Alex, he's a semi-professional footballer. <laughs> yeah, but you still expect him to be in shape. Well, I've got the picture. I've got this video. Uh, the... Rob, can we watch the video? Have you really got it? On the mirror? Of course. Plenty of sauce. Just get past this advert. Let's talk, Rob. We don't want to hear what the advert is. Well, look, the Tameside Club promoted their final game of the season as a ladies' day in a bid to attract more women. <laughs> oh, God. The face of the female supporter cannot be seen on the mobile footage. Right, Rob, Wait. Yes, lovely advert. Shall I stop the crickets? Uh, no. No, okay. Here goes Daily Mirror. <laughs> is that real? Is that actually them? Or do you think that's fake? Well, that's not the dugout, is it? I think that's obviously real, isn't it? Well, brilliant. I love the fact he had sex actually on the centre spot. <laughs> Did he? Well, it looks like he was in the middle of the fucking pitch. He wasn't on the dugout, was he? Fascinating. Within, within hours of the video being circulated to teammates and fans, Hart was sacked by the club. Hart, who admitted... Uh, yeah, so this must be it then. Who admitted in shame in a statement, said he had a couple of drinks after the match and thought he and the woman were out of sight. 
Not that, by the look of no, it. No, no. You're a bitch. <laughs> you're anything but. Uh, o chairwoman uh, Anne Barker said Hart had bought the club and distribute, adding, any players wearing a Cliveroe tracksuit represent the club. Um, Hart said, I'm full of regret. I've had a couple of drinks. I was away from everything and thought I was hidden. Uh, Cliveroe boss... Then this can't be it. No. Simon Garner has also told Hart to return his club tracksuit. <laughs> Hand I mean, in your badge. <laughs> It's, the thing is, it's quite a petty way to end, really. And that's it. There's no statements. Uh, there's no uh, comments, unfortunately. So he's gone. Yeah, that's it. He'll never wear the the uh, the badge of Clitheroe ever see again. I just find fine Cl- b- badge. Of, is it? It was Clitheroe, wasn't it? <laughs> I find Clitheroe to be. Well, it's the, it's the only distasteful with, sounding with, name uh, with the, the word "clit" in it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right. And ho. <laughs> well, row actually, technically. Good point, Rob. Yeah. Um, food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm tired, Rob. I'll be honest. I, I, I'm I, fucking I need, shattered. I need to settle down. home now. <laughs> we're sleeping under the stars oh. down the bottom of the Grand Canyon, and we're eating our stir-fried biryani. <laughs> On that note, Rob, we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation. Yeah. To episode 140, being as this is episode 139, so that just leaves us now, Rob. To say goodbye in the age-old tradition to episode 139. Bye, Rob. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I just want it over with. (laughs) So this is how you're dealing with it now. Because if you're going to deal with it just by saying bye, is that what it is? Yeah. Damn you. (laughs) So did you like the fact that I I was resistant to the idea? Uh, yes you did okay so you said bye but there's one other thing Rob the episode was just like a little hug before you go can I have a hug Rob I don't like being touched I'm sorry (laughs) I have to have some boundaries bye unless you're physically going to come around this table and hug me it's not going to happen bye Rob and I don't want that either just to clarify bye you see there have a joyful night good Rob you've grown you've grown I'm impressed shoot you you down as you walk away (laughs) see and you always that shows you've got to probably shoot me down right Rob it's gone the episode's in custody now and you are being kept at a safe distance away by the police where you shall remain there's an injunction anyway Rob we look forward to the next episode as we move ever more forward Rob like a man recovering from a massive heart attack flying out to Arizona to buy a replacement wallet and USB stick with associated photographs just like that we move ever more forward Rob to our next episode, which will be 140. As I said earlier, you want to contact us? It's lapodcast.net at gmail.com. Our website is lapodcast.net. You can find links to every other medium we have from then. Thank you for listening. God bless. And keep it local. Keep it local.